Lil gets the puck for Carrier. He gets stripped, taps the loose puck for Kessel. He scores! Kessel from below the goal line! Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Knights grab it on the right wing side. Smith to the point. Petrangelo scores! Set up by Riley Smith. In the Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Tracking the trade deadline buzz. We'll get into that in one-timers. News notes from around the National Hockey League. Also following up on some of our hockey parlay contest challenges which took place on Friday. We'll give you the latest on the $700 that was up for grabs. Six. Oh, it's, uh, it's $600? It was, was $600. Okay, why are you it'll... not talking to your microphone? Nobody can hear you. <laughs> Nobody can hear you. It was it was $600. It's going to roll over to $700 now. Hold on. All right. Did you think your mic was in front of you? No, no, no. I knew I was talking to him. I didn't think I was going to say anything other than 600 Yeah. So I, I, but yeah, it so was, no, no it, winner this week. No, Joe lost unfortunately, oh, or fortunately, bummer. depending on how you look at well, it. Well, fortunate for you guys. Like, was he? Did he go two and one? He won my game, which was the first game, and then you didn't track the other. No, he lost the next two. Oh, really? Yeah, your game. Well, you had the Bruins and the Caps, and I just we we were like, ah, oh, that's a that's a lock. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thought it was the easiest one of the yeah, week. Well, and now so, it's up to seven hundred dollars yeah. this Friday. Seven hundred parlay contest brought to you by Michael E. Minden Jewelers Fashion Show Mall. We should get them on, talk about the contest. We should all the money. Yeah. And I wonder if, if Chapman and I can cash out early. You know how you can you got a, a ticket that no. has the chance to win and maybe you can sell it off or I mean, Chapman likes to leave things early, so sure. You know what? Tomorrow is Valentine's Day, so maybe we should reach out and see if we can get uh, someone from Michael E. Minden on. Because right now we're thinking we can win twenty-seven grand if there's no grand champion after can't, sixteen weeks. I can't believe you're not bumping the the the, the money up. Twenty-seven grand, oh, each. Right? What I could do with that? Yes, each yeah. in a month and a half. Uh, Seven-two win over the Anaheim <laughs> Ducks, in which they scored first. Second straight game. Yeah, you like that. Good to see it. Early two, two minutes into the game, four check, incredible. I, I there's knockdown not knockdown puck by Jack Eichel. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. You, you get you get Nick Hague going with uh, with a shot to the front of the net. Paul Cotter jumping. Marcheseau also had a shot and an opportunity on that uh, on that. They had like push. three. They yeah. had like three chances. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Cotter just. Continues to groove. And that's another guy in double digits and goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 10 now, right? Yeah. And you've got Michael Amadio at Right eight. on the cusp. Oh, nine. Scored yesterday. Alex Petrangelo, mm-hmm. seven, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. So you've got, you got a chance to possibly make some history here. <laughs> yeah. And there's 28 games to go. Right. Right, I, that number up. I mean, you look at you look at Michael Amadio and you know, just kind of the confidence that he's got going right now and his ability to play. Uh, find space areas, make plays in tight with with Carlson and Smith. Uh, that line is going right now for the Golden Knights. And he, you talk about Paul Cotter. The, the guy's just got a nose for the net. He knows where to go. He's able to find, you know, pucks. And when when the puck's on his stick, right in front of the net, it, it's going in. Like he's he's finding some chemistry and some groove right now with Jack Eichel. So Stevenson's line with Carrier and Kessel. Mm-hmm. Has had some great moments, and they they were the 
best line going into the pause. Yes. We, we saw yeah. them for a glimpse. Yeah. And they were really good, especially at that game in Long Island. Then you've got Jack Cotter, Marcia So, and Carlson, and Smith, and Amadia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are your top three lines. Sure. And then Brett Howden scored yesterday, which was awesome to mm-hmm. see the really fun on his face. But those those top three lines, I, I don't know what the number one line is. It should be Jack because he's your best player. So I'm going to put them there. Sure. That, that Jack Geichel, uh, his line would be number one. But if you're going to put the line chart up on the board, like we do every pregame show on the television side, mm-hmm. how do you structure the hierarchy of their lines right now? Yeah, I, I think I'd still put Jack as as the number one line. I, I think that you know you look at that line in particular with Jack and Marcia So and Paul Cotter. I think you're leaning and expecting and and wanting goals, right? You're wanting that line to produce offensively, night in and night out. So when you when you start to think about top lines, it's it's usually your best offensive players. And I think right, right now you can make the argument that. You know, Jack Eichel absolutely is the best offensive player right now on this team, most talented player, whatever you want to say. Paul Cotter's finding his groove, and we know Jonathan Marcheseau is not gonna not gonna continue to play games where he's not finding the back of the net. He's picking up points; they're they're happening for him. But once Marcheseau gets going, I think that that line could be pretty pretty even more dangerous than they've been. So then you've got your line two mm-hmm. positioning, and. You could go with William Carlson and Riley Smith and Michael Maudio, but in Carlson and Smith, two of the misfits, uh, perennially second-line players, mm-hmm. uh, long-time offensive producers, or there's the Chandler-Stevenson, William Carrier, Phil Kessel unit. And you've got a guy in Stevenson who's played in the first line, mm-hmm. top unit for a number of years mm-hmm. since he came to Vegas, basically, and Carrier, who's played in the fourth line. So you're bringing world's... Together and Phil Kessel, who's been all over the place, mm-hmm. but predominantly third line role this year. So who's your who would be your second line in that? As I am a and a I'm a real stickler for roles and titles. I need I need labels. So I I would oh man I I think Mike and the Misfits, as Gary Lawless calls them, is probably your your second line. But I'm going to go two A right two A. And Chandler Stevenson with with Will Carrier and and Phil Castle is your your third line. That's a cop out right there. Or I'll call them. Two you can't, there's no A's. There's no A's. All right. Well, then it's two and three. Was well, that fine. a nod to uh, Mike and the Mechanics? I you'd have to ask. Wallace. You'd have to ask him. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you left I, early. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> co- I didn't come up with it. I didn't yeah. come up with it. But I, I, next time sense. I see him, I'm going to ask him. Yeah, it makes sense. If if the line stays together, yeah. Why not? Matteo, really good week. Yeah, oh, yeah for sure. Really solid uh, bounce back, no, but capitalizing an opportunity when his coach needs him to make something happen mm-hmm. offensively, be involved, uh, strong, uh, digging pucks out and creating opportunities, and then when he had an opportunity, finish it. Yeah. And and I think I thought Riley's been around it and hasn't been rewarded mm-hmm. uh, by it. Uh, William Carlson around it yesterday all day. And wasn't rewarded with with a goal, but the Amadio side, uh, I didn't see him as the guy to make a line go. But it's a couple of times where he's made a line go. Yeah, you know, you you bring up some really good points. I, from a production standpoint, I think you're you're probably getting more. You're you're arguably getting more out of you know Chandler Stevenson and and Will Carrier and Phil Kessel. But I still think that you can rely maybe more 
on the defensive structure and responsibility of of say a, a Riley Smith and a William Carlson. You you know that that line is going to be on the right side of the puck in, in multiple different situations. I think that maybe they're a little bit more versatile, but at the same time, I I don't know that you can really argue with the production you're getting out of out of Carrier Stevenson and Castle. Like that line is going and going and going. So um, I look at them more as a two A two B situation. But if I'm going to put that label on it, I'm going with the Misfits. Mike and the Misfits. That's line number two. And uh, the twenty eight twenty and eight line is my third line. Let's go to our game rating. Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Uh, well, it's a DeLorean, right? Bear with what me, Marty. All your questions will be answered. Roll yeah. tape. Let's size up. Well, for Wallace and I, it will be evaluate yesterday's 7-2 win. For Chapman, it will be size up. <laughs> How many goals did you see Vegas score? Well, I, score, I saw every single one of them. Oh, then you left. No, I, I I was in the post game. I was in the locker room. I was at <laughs> no, I was at Bruce's he, oh, presser. Oh, so you were just he, telling people he was just advocating yes. that people leave a game. Yeah, so, so that makes even less sense. Yes. So there would yeah, be no, no traffic leave. leaving. That makes even less sense than you, you just leaving after early. The game. Yeah, but but there are times where I sit in the parking garage leaving Chapman. Oh, so you're trying to get everybody to leave so it's easier for yes, you? Yes, yes. I thought I thought I explained that. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I, I misunderstood it entirely. No, I wasn't leaving. I thought early. you left early. No, no. I no. I don't leave early. <clears throat> okay. So what's your game rating? Five. So five out of five. It's a DeLorean. I I will add this because he he hasn't been mentioned on the show yet. Mm-hmm. But since the bye week, Shea Theodore has been really damn good. Like, I know he played the two games before the bye week, but after the bye week, he's been phenomenal. He's plus, well, I, I, plus I, I, six. the New York Islanders, that last game before the break, he was... You could see it. Yeah. Yeah. But plus six, he gets another game-winning goal against the Ducks. 17 career points in 23 games against his former team. He feasts on the Ducks. He was really good yesterday. Two points, goal and an assist. It's a five out of five. I mean, everyone played really well, but I, I thought that... You know, Shea should get a mention as well because he's been really, really good. I wish the world could have saw your face when you said feast on the ducks. You're so proud of yourself. I know. Pat myself. Hey, that's not as bad as me finding humor that Cam Fowler plays for the ducks as well. No, that's funny. That is kind of funny. But I like guess, but you, you were waiting for like an. Oh, audible I, laugh. I, I thought of. I, 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 I thought about it. This you morning. thought it was, was the like, funniest thing you've yes, ever yes, said. He Nobody's on enunciated the, the word feast, feast like you did. <laughs> Beast. Maybe Beast. Dr. Seuss and the Grinch, but yeah. like that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, Chapman. Wallace. You've been a dad for a long time. Yes, that, is, yeah. that is a dad joke that did not land at yeah, well, all. Well, most dad jokes don't. 15 years of being a dad, yes. You yeah. have duck? I love duck. Peking duck? Oh, it's phenomenal. Put it on the little the little buns. Oh, my God. It's the best thing ever. What's like Peking duck? Like they're hiding? Yeah. <laughs> That's yes, peekaboo. Okay, yeah. See, that's a dad joke. See, that's that a dad. Exactly. Well done. Yeah, I like it. Thank you. I, I, I used to have a have a uh, uh, you know ouch, but somebody what happened recorded to it? over. Someone recorded over it. So, how long do you think that uh, sound effect has been missing? Oh, probably three or four months. So you probably yeah. had some time to replace it. Yeah, but I always forget. Yeah. I forget yeah. to replace I just, it. Yeah. Uh, thought I'd uh, show that uh, yeah. that <laughs> just um, rationale. Unbelievable. Okay, what do you got? All right, it's a it's a five out of five. It's a Delorean for me. Um, I am impressed by the fact that they were in a tight game and were really dialed in 
really strong defensively once again. Getting out of their own zone was relative, uh, relatively easy easy for them throughout the night. I don't remember a lot of pockets where the Golden Knights were hemmed in, where Anaheim was super dialing up the pressure. I thought they started every single period on time and really put pressure, dialed it up on the Ducks. I love the fact that they were able to score in-zone offense. That's something that you're looking for, that you're wanting to see become something that the Golden Knights can rely upon a lot. You get everybody in on the action, and even though that game was likely over at 3-1, to one, the Golden Knights piled it on. I love to see that. I wanted that team to go out there and, and just put everything on net. The Will Carrier goal was the exclamation point, and the Aiden Hill save was, to me, the game. You make that save on Ryan Strom on the breakaway, you keep that a one-goal lead in the third period, and then your team rolls from there. We're cruising down the strip, and three, three of them, the DeLoreans. Mm-hmm. Yeah! <laughs> that sounded a lot like what you were looking for. No, no, I had a rim shot, you know, oh, like the old yeah, Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. Oh! Is Andrew still with us? Yeah. The Dice Man's still with yes. us? Yes. You're mad that you don't have that in there anymore? Yeah, I like that. How long would it take you to put it in there? I don't know. I, You'd I have probably to, record one in two seconds. I have to find it on the internet somewhere, but... It's it's probably not that hard <laughs> to find. I don't imagine <laughs> it's going to be difficult. Like, like I like how you're you're sitting there like, hey, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. We should get Michael E. Minden, the Diamond Jewelers, on. And then you look at both Ch- uh, both Darren and I like, hey, which one of you guys is going to do it? Yeah, I, you know what? I, I, I could I could reach out and see if I, we can make that happen. <laughs> well, you'll be busy finding your, your rim shot sound effect. Yeah, hey! that, that'll, that'll take me uh, six hours, I'm sure. What? Why is that going to be six hours? <laughs> I was being sarcastic. This being sarcastic. You hear that? Yeah. I, yeah. I found it already. Yeah. All right. Can you email that to me? Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Don't email it to him. Don't make it easier. Yeah. We want it to be easier. I, still, I don't understand why you make life difficult. That's not difficult. What do you mean? How is it difficult? So three straight DeLoreans <laughs> for me this week. All of us. We've all, we're, we're five for five since the end of the, since the bye week. Incredible performance. And I think, I think the idea of, the complimentary keeping the puck out of your net mm-hmm. with scoring the goals is big. Yeah. The defensive approach we saw coming. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, there is there is signs of it on that New Jersey, New York, New York Islanders games. But it's come together a little bit more and just the ability to play with the lead has has freed this team up a mm-hmm. little bit. I don't want to overlook the fact that there's been some timely saves, yeah. really timely saves, and some some good plays uh, defensively. It, it the, you're not going to shut down. You're never going to play a perfect game, mm-hmm. shut down the opposition totally. But uh, I've been impressed with uh, with what Aiden has done in his three consecutive appearances. He's been really solid, right? Really solid, and. You know, again, it's it's all about making those saves when you're supposed to make them, when you're when you're counted on. And you know, the breakaway save for me was a massive moment within the game. And not to say that I don't think the Golden Knights would have that the that the result would have been different if Aiden didn't make that save. But it becomes a much more difficult game for Vegas if it's two two early on in the third period than if it's still two one and you get to cook a little bit later. I, I think Aiden Hill has made the saves he's supposed to make and. This is an opportunity for him, right? As as much as you know, we we kind of talk about Loren Brossois and getting an, a, a look and, and finally getting back up to to play with the Vegas Golden Knights. 
This is an opportunity for Aiden Hill, who's been here all season long, who has been alongside Logan Thompson solidifying goaltending. It's a chance for him to do a little bit more, to be more than what he's been so far. And and I think you want to run with that as much as you can. At the start of the season, opening a training camp, Laurent Bersois was recovering from the surgery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he was going to be along later. But was a player that was factoring into the goaltending yeah. front. Sure. Then you had Logan Thompson, who had a great year last year in, in, a, in a desperate situation mm-hmm. and gave them a look up until game 81 of the National Hockey League season to make the playoffs. And Aiden Hill, who had more experience, but was coming in and oh, was probably uh, just a little bit behind Logan because of familiarity. Sure. Now, yeah. now the coach didn't know Logan, but the organization did. Yeah. We presented that during training camp as a battle for the number one job. Mm-hmm. In reflection, it was heavily tilted towards Logan. Now, Logan didn't do anything to dissuade the coach's uh, affection. Right, yeah. He, he was really good mm-hmm. and, and, and was really good early on. So he had the edge, and then he took the ball, and he ran with it mm-hmm. to start. But if you go back four months, in the Aiden Hill sphere, he's a player that was vying for that number one job and now has that number one job. Right, right. And again, he's he's been very good and incredibly consistent for Vegas since he was pulled earlier this season against the Anaheim Ducks in Anaheim. He has solidified his game, and you know, to me... I expect him to take this opportunity on what I would argue his best defensive team. Throughout his career, he has played on teams that will not defend and do not defend as well as the Golden Knights do. This is the only, the only time he's ever been in a playoff race. Exactly. And so there's pressure in that inherently, but there's also predictability in how the Golden Knights are defending right now because you've got your top six. And if Aiden's able to make the saves he's supposed to make, and he's been doing that, I see no reason why he can't continue to push and push and push while Logan's out. It was a practice day for the Vegas Golden Knights, and then the head coach uh, spoke to the media afterwards. Here is Bruce Cassidy at City National Arena. Uh, Goals against, probably, for me. I think we've checked very well. Really limited chances. Um... When we've got scored on, we've gotten right back to our game, so that part of it. So our defending is, is coming around. It was pretty good before we went into the streak, actually. Not bad. It was getting there. Puck wasn't going in for us. but So I think their commitment to that part of the game, I think, has been excellent. Yeah, I think having our six guys back has made it smoother, obviously. Again, we've talked about why. No disrespect to the guys that we're in, but there's just some chemistry and some experience there that have really helped us. And that gets you out of your own end. Last night, I can't remember spending much time in our end at all. A couple extended shifts here or there, but it usually starts with a good breakout. Um, Having energy to close when you do get back in your end. So that all leads, even though it's an offensive play, it certainly helps your chances and goals against shots against all that if you're getting out of there clean. White Cloud in... Yeah, yeah, I think it adds offensive blue line play. I think they 
both had great looks yesterday. Theo Berry's one. Whitey's right in there. Um, the sticks with Nick, I think, with Whitey has worked out well. You know, Theo's fine on the right side. He's been there, you know, a long time. So, like, that's helped both Nick and, and our whole core as well, being on their strong sides. Paul Connor has both in back to back games, back 10 on the air. What kind of you like that extra against the lineup? Both of them, he was inside. Like, he worked inside, um, kind of how they scored their goal last night. Their first one, we he beat. Uh, I think it was Dumba to the inside ice uh, in Minnesota. It was a big goal, so you got to work to get in there. He, yesterday he was going to the net for a rebound, uh, again, working inside. He's a bigger guy. That's what we've asked out of him. We need a little more of that in our lineup mix. We you know, we talked about that at the start of the year, adding a few of those pieces. Losing Stoney hurts that part of our game, but Will's been good at it. And Paul can bring that too, and, and Ammo then make up for some of that loss. <clears throat> I watched parts of it. My daughter did have practice, so we were running around. But yes, I saw the end. I wonder, you know, you watch somebody like Mahomes and kind of bring back athletes that are able to come through with a big stage. Is there a common thread you notice in your time Boston, big games, how they're able to do it with the Well, some of it's get not getting phased, right? So they're not in their own way. They're not in their own headspace. I think the guys that don't might talk themselves into some of that negative stuff. I'm sure they're visualizing a lot of positive results. Um, that's probably the biggest thing is is clearing their mind. I mean, they all have physical attributes, right? They're at the highest level in all these sports. But the guys that get it done, it's just probably a mental confidence they have to, and then. What they're doing too, Gosh, I think is that for Mahomes' case, the 10 guys around him knows he has that, right? So now you've got confidence in the whole 11 people on offense, uh, knowing that you've got a guy there that believes he can do it, right? So how does it affect your teammates is, is probably one of the bigger things that is probably not talked about, right? If they don't believe in him, he needs guys to block for him. He needs receivers to get open or, or you know, running backs to, to make the move, whatever it is in, in this situation. But... I think that's what he brings. He, he he elevates the play of everyone around him. I think that's those guys. That's their biggest strength. The guys that get it done in crunch time. You have to try to treat it like a cup final, even though it's not a normal <coughs> game in the middle of February. You have to try to approach it mentally as such, and not overthink it. Is it kind of like the big Clear your brain out and just play the way you usually play. You mean for every every? Well, I'm just saying, big games in the past, you've been involved with coaching guys. Just try to. Well, I think they have to. You, I think a lot of the best athletes, now there's always exceptions, are routine-oriented. You know, I don't know if Allen Iverson was when he played, like, practice. Like, he, he just played, right? There's some guys that just play, and good for them. Um, but there, I think the other guys have probably gone through a, a checklist of things that, you know, especially you take a guy like Brady, right, who always comes through. In the, I think he's just probably one of the more... Pro- most prepared guys ever so for him it's okay I've been there I've done this I, I, I'm, I'm ready there's, there's no doubting that I didn't put the work in um, whereas there, I think there's other guys that are just not the athletic guys that just a little more spontaneous I just think that they relish those moments and they can block everything out and slow things down and other guys just can't slow things down when there's all that all that noise around you and obviously I, I don't want to go through every you know what I mean I, I don't I mean I can't go through every example I, I, I've been involved with, but those are, to me, those guys are 
they're calm, right? That's the biggest thing. They're not agitated. They don't get upset over small things, and they, you know, can move on to the next play very quickly because of that. We talked the other day about we're swapping back, yet something would prove now that he's back in the inch Can the same be said for Aiden, knowing that this is a big opportunity? Well, I hope so. That's the, uh, the, what we want right now is to Aiden to say, okay, not sure how long Logan's going to be out, but he's not with us, so I want to be the guy. I want to be in the net every day, and I want to prove myself that I can handle the number one workload. Now, how long that will be obviously depends on how quick Logan recovers but and, and his performance. But, yes, I would think he's the guy that's – I mean, LB gets an opportunity to come up because the guy's hurt. That's how the other two got their opportunities. But I think Aiden would be the most um, – well, that's what we'd like anyway for him to say, hey, this is, this is my opportunity and probably the best one I'm ever going to get to be a number one in the National Hockey League. Here it is. Let's get after it. So – I would think that's where his mindset is. Just the formula that you're using right now, the way the team's playing, would you like it to become routine where it's predictable? Where we win 7-2, seven, seven yeah. I would love that, Gary. <laughs> and, and with the, with the I would like that to be our, our identity, and I, we talked about that in September at training camp. We wanted to, you know, fitness level so we can finish games uh, in the third period. Um, you know, managing the puck is a, is a big part of being a good defensive hockey team. Just is. Playing with some structure, that's on us to teach. I think the guys have done a good job with that. Stick details, all those little things that make you hard to play against. Uh, so, yes, the answer to your question is this is what I'd like to see. That's why when, the, the biggest thing I've seen the last week, one goal against, one goal against, two goals against. And it's not been because our goalie's standing on his head. He's made some timely saves. Every goalie will need to, but it's not just on him. And I think that's what I'd like our team to look like going forward. And, and you know, for as long as I'm here, I've always valued that part of the game. You're in every game then. And the goal scoring doesn't happen for you. You don't, you know, you can still win a game three to two, two to one. We went through a little bit of that right before the break. We weren't winning those games, but I hope the guys sense that the next time we're in one, like probably yesterday, right? We're playing pretty well. It's two to one. We're fine. You know, just keep checking well, get pucks back, and all of a sudden you get an explosion of goals, right? So that's, yes, absolutely what I'd like our identity to be. I think we have enough scoring in the room that we will get our goals. Um, so if we can take care of that part of the, you know, the other side of the puck, I think we're a real dangerous team. Took care of both sides of the puck yesterday. I missed Bruce's news conference today, mm-hmm. his meeting with the media, because we were out on the ice with Nighty and Darren Elliott. Mm-hmm. We were doing some those demonstrations, walking through a couple of different elements of the game, one being deflections and getting shots through with Nighty, and another one was communication. And the first one was face-offs. Mm-hmm. And we had Nick Wah with us for a future episode of Nightlife. Mm-hmm. And we were going through face-off, strong side, weak side, uh, all this. But before we got actually out there and taping it, the players were all puzzled as to why we were standing around in our track suits. <laughs> so we told them we were doing face-offs with a defenseman and two goalies. Right. <laughs> and that's why we needed Nick. Mm-hmm. And Alex Petrangelo was like, face-offs. Like, we started uh, making fun of face-offs. Ryan Craig came over. And Nick Haig and Alex Petrangelo involved themselves in a face-off duel really with, with Ryan Craig throwing the puck down wow and it was no Petro's taken one face-off in his career uh-huh. and I want to say it was against Sidney Crosby okay but uh, uh he didn't he said before I even asked he said and I didn't win 
<laughs> and I didn't win. But he and he and Nick Hag got right into it. Yeah. And and Ryan Craig was was coaching them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was giving Hag some shots about not bending his knees and and maybe lean into it a little bit. But it came down to a winner take all final draw. Mm-hmm. And Hag won. Wow. Petro wasn't happy. That surprises me. Yeah. Yeah, Petro thought he was going to walk away yeah, with that. I, I thought he would too. And strong side, weak side, there's so much that goes into a face-off. But strong side, weak side, I always took to whether you're on your backhand or your forehand mm-hmm. going or right face-off dot or left face-off dot. Yeah. It actually involves where the linesman is dropping the puck. If you're winning your backhand and you can't get into the draw because the referee or the linesman is there, mm-hmm. that's your weak side. Mm. But if you have the linesman not blocking you out, depending on which side of the ice, uh, the left or right, the, yeah. the puck's being dropped, and whether yeah. you're a lefty or righty, uh, that's your, your weak side. It was fascinating to have Nick walk us through. I can't wait, and I'll make sure that everybody knows when, when it's coming up on, on Nightlife. It won't be this week. Uh, but he he it was just fascinating, all the little nuances that go into Winning a face-off. Yeah, that's that's super fascinating. I wondered what uh, what you were doing on the ice when I walked out, but I don't think we were doing the face-offs then. I no, think that was more the deflection talk. Yeah, yeah, it, it was just the three of you talking, which was fantastic. But I remember walking out and thinking that I ruined your shot because I oh I really yeah I walked out and I was right in the back and I was oh. like oh I shouldn't be here. Like you ever in the do that when somebody's doing a stand-up and you drive by like a reporter's doing a stand-up at the side of the street and you honk your horn? I don't, that, I don't do that. Well, don't. now you know if you. I don't you, do it either. When you watch Nightlife, if you see a guy in a yellow flannel behind yeah. Darren, you know it was Ryan. That's as descriptive as that is descriptive as I'd like you to be. <laughs> Thanks, Chapman. I didn't know that you were in the background there because yeah. I thought we were more shooting to the other side. But if you would have ruined that shot and we had to do yeah. it all over again, yeah. Shane, been, Shane would have no, found I know. you. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know because Shane's that. Shane's all backed up today because he's he's at the gala already. Mm-hmm. Uh, over at Resorts World and Zook, uh, because he and, and Gosher have to host it. Uh-huh. So he was backed up today, and he was fitting that in. If we had to redo that mm-hmm. because of you, yeah. Oh, that would have been good. Oh. Dave and Shane would both be mad at me. Oh no, Dave would have enjoyed it. We no, no. we quite we quite uh, <laughs> enjoy when Shane gets mad. At other people. Right. <laughs> right. But I'm saying because I've had to cancel on Dave like three times after booking him. Yeah. Well, he, he's starting to it's, get offended by it's that. N- I, that's what I'm saying. That's why I, if, if, if I ruin the shot, then both Dave and Shane would be mad at me. Why don't you stop by Resorts World and, and apologize? Could probably do that. I'll get them to come out and say hi to you because I can't get to you. You're going to get them to come out and beat me up. Yeah. That's what you're going <laughs> to do. Exactly. Yeah, what's, we get, the, uh, what's the theme? Like Vegas, Vegas cheek? I don't know what, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think Ryan would qualify in that flannel. No, that's not Vegas chic. <sighs> Neither is your orange shirt, buddy. With a penguin on it. Is that what that <laughs> yes, is? Yes, it's a, it's a Hawaiian-style penguin. I'll give, you, I'll give you this. You coordinate well. I try. Yeah. I'm Vegas chic. Uh, Lawless wanted to wear jeans today. I got a suit. It's Vegas Back chic. Uh, uh, Lawless wanted to wear jeans with his jacket. Mm-hmm. And Shane's like, um, no, no, no. This is how it went. I'm going to wear uh, jeans uh, and uh, and a nice jacket. Shane on the other side of the divider. Uh, no, no, no jeans. You and and then Lawless like, yeah, I, I got they're nice jeans. They're they're like dressy jeans. Yeah. Shane, no, no jeans. 
No jeans. I then doubled down and said, why not Daisy Dukes for Lawless? Are you? That would be good. You're not going to wear your hoodie? Uh, no hoodie for for that's 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 too casual for a really? gala. Really, but the the hoodie is making a comeback, folks. Oh no no no, Shane, no 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 no! Things Shane, are going no, well. No. Shane's got the uh, the turtleneck. Really, on standby. Okay. Yeah. So if Shane can get away with the turtleneck, I can do the hoodie. You got to do the hoodie yeah. and the turtleneck on the same day. Yes. Are yep. those yes. making a comeback turtlenecks? Yeah. Like they they kind of went out of style for no, a while. No, but... Bill's got one. Well, Bill's got a couple that are fantastic. Yeah. But they got to be good. I mean, I'm not, I, I wouldn't like argue your, with Shane. You're not but. like your turtlenecks. <laughs> I mean. I, I'm a big fan of turtlenecks. I'm a big fan of turtleneck jokes. Look up Mitch Hedberg. Do yourself a favor. I think Javon Ferguson had the turtleneck going on yesterday uh, for the Vegas Nighthawks. They were on the pregame show. Linebacker. Good man cave designer, too. He's an interior designer. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's, yeah. He, he rocks it. Hey, we've got uh, some tickets to give away. Which game is it? The Dallas Stars. All right. Which day is it? February the 25th. And which caller is it? 11. Caller number 11 to 702-876-1340, 702-876-1340. We're back with an abbreviated edition of One Timers on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. Well, you guys saw it the other day. The Ottawa Senators, Edmonton Oilers playing, and Zach Hyman got pushed in on Philip Forsberg, the goaltender for the Ottawa Senators, and ends up Edmonton scoring on the play. But you can hear it in the background of the broadcast, Forsberg screaming because mm-hmm. his leg got caught underneath him in the old hurdler stretch. Mm-hmm. But it ends up, the di- and they didn't take him off in a stretcher, yeah. uh, it ends up the diagnosis is messed up MCLs in both knees. Yeah, not great. Very rarely you have torn MCLs in both knees at the same time. Good news is no surgery required. Rehabilitation will take two to three months, so he's going to be gone for the rest of the season Mm -hmm. this year. Just a wild, weird play. And now Cam Talbot isn't playing either. Uh, He's close. He's in a week. But Ottawa's got nobody in goal. Yeah. Um, not ideal for the Ottawa Senators, and uh, yeah, the whole the whole play, like everything, sucked about it. Like the, obviously hearing Anton Forsberg in that much pain, um, the diagnosis with with the injury. So hoping for a speedy recovery and a full recovery. I've heard a complete tour of the MCL. You can still play. Yeah, but it's not great. But <laughs> sure. you, you can still get through. Uh, Grant Fear did that when my buddy Nick Kiprios fell on him yeah. slash got pushed on him by. Chris Pronger. Nick says he got pushed. Uh, I think Nick fell on him uh, <laughs> way back when. But Grant still played mm-hmm. with, with no MCL for a bit. Now, then you, you get it repaired. But this doesn't sound like complete tears, so he's just going to rehab it. Uh, yeah. Surgery there. Jacob Chikrin of the Arizona Coyotes will be out of the Coyotes lineup for at least this week. Mm-hmm. You're listening going, ooh, that's bad news for the Coyotes because they're trying to trade him. They hope to trade him. They're keeping him out to make sure he doesn't get hurt. Uh-huh. So he hasn't played the last couple of games, and he's not going to play at least this week. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know whether something's close on this front. Right. Maybe it breaks in the next hour. Yeah. But we're not in the 
home stretch of the trade deadline here. <laughs> no. It's, it, we still got a, a couple of weeks to go. Right, exactly. It is getting to another surreal stage of how these things are being handled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, it's not uncommon, right, to see a player held out of no. games the week of, the week prior to the trade deadline. But we're we're not yet two weeks away. We're two weeks and they five days. They still have days. eight games to go. Right, Arizona exactly. has eight games to go. And so, like, if you're if you're holding them out now, and understanding that Jacob Chikrin has had issues staying healthy in the past, if you're going to hold them out for a week, you might as well hold them out for the eight days, eight games. So I don't know whether they're really close or they're being really cautious. Is this trying to nudge a team over the goal line? I don't know whether you can do that by keeping them out. Or or maybe forcing some other teams that might be in on it. Or is it a way for Arizona to improve their position in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes? Improve their <laughs> odds towards acquiring the number one draft choice. They're, they're right now fourth mm-hmm. worst. And... They're two points ahead of Anaheim. It's, it's amazing because Anaheim's bad. Anaheim's really bad. One of the worst teams I've ever seen. So the fact that uh, that Arizona's with it, I, I, I've watched Arizona play some good games this year. Uh, I, I'm surprised that they're in that same universe. Mm-hmm. But it might it might benefit Arizona a couple of fronts. It's they, They're not going to play a really good player for them. And... It might help them be less competitive. <laughs> I've never said that before. Help them be less competitive uh, and and improve their draft odds. Yeah. But uh, but they've got eight games to go, and he's not going to play this week at all, in which they play three. Yeah, I just I don't understand why if you're going to hold them out for for the next three games, why anything changes. Now listen, maybe there was a deal that's close, and you're not quite there yet. You think it's going to happen with? But this, this has week. been going on a, a year I, and a half. I, I hear you. I do. But if I'm Arizona and I'm overly cautious, I'm not putting him back in unless mm-hmm. uh, until after the trade deadline if he's still with the team. I don't know whether Carlson has to go first oh. or whether Chickren has to go first Ooh. for things to to really get unbuckled. Because the defense, there's not a lot of mm-hmm. like high-end defensemen. Klingberg's sure. out there, but uh, there's not defenses is sought after, and these are the two principles. I'm not as big on Chikrin as others. I, I'm huge on Eric Carlson, yeah, but the yeah. salary is, is there. Edmonton continues to swirl around the Eric Carlson. Mm-hmm. The gain over dealing what they already have. Yeah. In in Barry Tyson Barry mm-hmm. isn't worth doing all the gymnastics for for Edmonton. <laughs> I don't see it. If if you're going to do gymnastics, do it to solidify your back end instead of just do. A, how many more goals are you going to score with Eric Carlson over Tyson Barry when you already have the best power play uh, ever associated in in the sport of hockey? See, I I understand that line of thinking, but I don't care. I don't care. I want Eric Carlson feeding Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. I want to see 50 goals in 50 games. I want to see Connor McDavid get even more ridiculous with. And his they might do solo. it. They, I really yeah. do. And and it, it, to be honest with you, I don't think it brings them any closer to winning. Like I don't think it brings them closer to winning in the playoffs. But 
selfishly, oh, I want to see it. It's chaos. Now, Len Barry has had a charmed existence. He's played with Colorado and Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. Toronto and Austin Matthews and Edmonton <laughs> with Connor McDavid. Yeah. Having been told or signing with those, I don't know whether all three were trades or whether it was a signing, but being told now he's going to San Jose, <laughs> that's a whole bunch of great karma and then biting in the hockey skate. Yeah, especially with Timo Meyer on his way out, right? Yeah. Uh, those are your one-timers for this Monday, February on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, I'm happy about the chefs. The chefs won yesterday. Always makes me think, and I'm sure you're referencing that Snickers commercial. Yeah. That's great, but who were the chefs? Great googly moogly. Way to put that together, Chappie. Yes. What's up, Christopher? Great game. Great game. It's been a long time since I think we've been able to say we've, we've got a great Super Bowl. Wasn't wasn't thrilled with the officials being involved at the end, but overall... Well, it I, was a penalty. The guy that uh, committed the penalty said it was a penalty. Well, I... There, there's a lot of people who I've spoken to who so are around the game, and they say, "Look, if you're gonna if okay, you're gonna okay, call okay, that at me, that moment, give me the names of the people you've spoken I, to, I, and I'll put you up against the guy that made the foul." I can give it. I can give it to you off the air, but um, well, they're look, all wrong. Well, I mean, the guy the guy's a big deal in the game, but I mean, he, anyway, you talked to Aikman. <laughs> Aikman? No, he's, he's no. Is, is Aikman deal. a big deal still? Is it Tom Brady? No, Just say I it's wish Tom Brady. It's I, fine. I cannot disclose the the, the, the conversation. Why? I'll tell you off the air. Why can't you tell us Be- on the air? Because I was asked I not to. I tell you all the time. I was asked not the, to. The person told you, said, don't repeat the, the, this. The conversation but I don't think that, that, it was that a took place with in this event, person. In the event that the, you are on the yeah, air. In catching up with the, Chapman, the don't mention my name. The person knows what I do. And I was told, don't talk, don't don't discuss our conversation. That's a complete lie. Then, I, don't, then why'd you bring it up here? Well, because you said, well, well, I mean, it's not a penalty or it's a penalty. Listen, it, it was a terrible call at at the inopportune moment. Look, if you if you don't call that in the second quarter, don't call it in the fourth quarter. Did they not call it in the second there was quarter? That, you could call that on every single play. Did you play. see that play? It's a hand check. You could call it on every single play. You totally made that up. No. and Look, I... I, I played, no, no, that you've I, got a, a high-ranking I, source. I was. That a, says I will that tell you. I will tell you off the air. Okay, you you just right give now your sources out that way. The confidence in you actually having a source is zero to no, our it's, listeners it's, because they they're not going to be able to hear you say it. One hundred percent. No. Stone Cold Lock. One hundred percent. That's who they said it to you. Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yeah. No, I, Stone, I wish. No, Stone Cold That's Locke. the bottom well, who's line. Who's Stone Cold Lock? I don't know. I, th- I thought it was your buddy. No, 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 no. Stone He's Cold a really Steve big Austin. deal in the league. Yeah. Big wheel <laughs> Chapman over there. Is, is your source a media member? No. Is he a former, former player? player? Yes. In the National Football League? No. What? You see, I... I Listen, I, I when, this when, is, when I this tell is your you high off rank- the air, it will make perfect this sense. This is your anyway, high-ranking we, source. We've got to go. We've got eight seconds. He's a former player in Pee Wee football. That's what it is. 